Hi, this is Web 37, a 137 p.m. Twitter space about all things NFTs and Web3. Um, Mike, are you uh, are you back home? Or are you still traveling? Where are you? Yeah, I finally got home. I was stuck. At, I was in Jacksonville for Street League, and then um, it took 14 hours somehow to get to Dallas, and then I had to stay in Dallas. Oh, and then, so my whole travel day to get back home from Jacksonville was like over 24 hours. Oi. Yeah, Oi. that's how, that's how organized the airports are right now. Yeah, I mean, with the air, everybody that I know traveling right now because of like strikes and stuff, it seems like traveling right now is a nightmare. That is a huge bummer. Well, uh, but you're home now. You got home yesterday. Got home yesterday, and I'm just just so tired. It was just so exhausting. It was uh, we we were uh, working overtime to to keep it light. <laughs> yeah. Totally. How was um? How was SLF? How was really? Oh, it was so fun. I love it because like. I kind of wasn't that much like I used to be a pro skateboarder and stuff. And then I got hurt really bad. And then I kind of like mentally phased out of skateboarding just as like almost like a defense mechanism in a sense. Yeah. And then now to be back, like and seeing everybody that I used to see all the time and everything, it's like kind of just feels like I'm back, back at home in a sense. And it's been kind of like a new like whole rebirth to, like that's why it's also too with this company that we started. It's just cool to like just be back and fully involved in skating again. It's been a while for me. So that's like the most exciting part for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice. I mean, what, and we'll talk about it a little bit more later. We talked about it in the article, but I feel like it sort of parallels what's going on with ABD where you're able to just kind of dive back into parts that are from 17 years ago and like they get to kind of breathe new life and it sort of is just kind of reinvigorating your interest in skate culture and the skate community a little bit shout out f dot for being here he is um a very very well-known um artist who is also a skateboarder and so i told him about this space because he's a big fan of you guys um and he's the one that told me that abd stands for already been done and is like a slang term in the skate community exactly that's exactly what it is abd and then uh the other slang term for skating would be NBD, which would be never been done. Yeah, so that's, that's, yeah. that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I do I do own NBDcollectibles.com, too. I don't know what we're doing with it, but I own it. <laughs> so I had to get both. That is a very smart move on your part. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the name just seems suiting for the exact, like, what we're trying to do. It's, Yeah. It's already been done. It makes it just it's been done. So let's remember it. Yeah, let's um, let's uh, let's dive in. I want to start um with Mike. Uh, if you can just introduce yourself a little bit. I know that you you just did it a little bit, but if you can just sort of talk about um your history with skating, I think for a lot of people who have followed skating for a long time, it, you sort of need no introduction. But if you can just introduce yourself for a little bit, and then we'll go into ABD in a second. Okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, I was um, a professional skateboarder. I started, uh, well, I started skating when I was eight and I was like 1998, but um, I turned pro in 2007 or 2008. And that was kind of just like the, 
it was some video called Fully Flared, Lakai Footwear Fully Flared. And that was the video that kind of like made me actually, you know what? I'm getting my own timeline wrong now that I'm thinking about it because <laughs> I, you know, it's been so long. I don't think about this every day, but actually in 2005 is when I turned am. And that was actually because of Paul Rodriguez. He put me in his like local video and it was called forecast. And it was basically his forecast of who he thought were going to be the next big pros in skateboarding. So he kind of got my name out there. And that's when I got on girl skateboards and Lakai footwear. And then I got into the Lakai fully flared video, which was like, like Lakai fully flared. That video is probably one of the biggest. It's probably like top five biggest skate videos of all time. So ironically, I have to, you know, full circle. I have to thank Paul for that. And, um, uh, we've been good friends ever since then. And, uh, where is he, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want, that's a good question. I mean, if he, if he's around, if you can text him and he's around, he can join. Um, I, I want to talk to him a little bit about his specific drop, but also most of my questions are more for you. So if he's around and you can get in touch with him, we'd love to have him. Um, but I'm not, I'm not super pressed if he's, if he's busy. Okay, I just text him right now. Cool, cool. Um, for those listening, if you're not familiar with uh, Lakai Fully Flared, that video, um, it's my favorite skate video of all time. And if you haven't seen just the intro, um, I would say it's one of the most memorable. Like once you see it, you never forget it. Um, it's directed by Spike Jones, And it's just this crazy fucking bit that he did where he had you guys all... <laughs> that he built all these he built all these ramps and stuff that were rigged to explode so then after everybody lands their trick right after the trick it explodes um and mike moe's part is uh, his trick specifically is arguably the most memorable trick it to me it's one of the most memorable tricks in the history of skateboarding um because of this the fact that when mike moe lands this switch flip um a lot of the other explosions in the video are like smoky like it's smoke and it like pops um when he lands the explosion that happens behind him is like a michael bay transformers level ass like gigantic <laughs> fireball explosion and it is so crazy and so cool um and we talked about it a little bit the other day man but did you guys know that that's what it was going to be like that that's what the explosion was going to be like uh the, well so when I first got there, you know, like you said, there, there was like the smoke ones that came out, like the, the smoke explosions. So I watched a few of those happen and people were getting just hit in the face with just just foam smoke shards. And I was like, what are we doing, man? Like, and then, <laughs> and then I found out too, I was like, wait a minute. These are the same, it's the same exact crew that set this up as the, like the jackass crew set it up, like the actual special effect, not special effects, but the, um, what would you call it? The, the crew, the crew sounds good. I know who you're talking about. The guy. Yeah. 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 The crazy rigs. Yeah. They're the ones that set up all the jackass stuff. So then I was like, Oh, I'm like, what? We're not, we're, we're not the, what? Like we're skateboarders. We don't jump into bushes and stuff like that. (laughs) You know? Um, so that's the, you know, to somebody that doesn't know or hasn't seen it, that's the context. It was kind of jackass level, but with uh, like pro skateboarders. Pro skateboarders, but yeah, for mine specifically, I didn't know 
how big the explosion was going to be at all. They said like, oh yeah, it's going to be like five stories tall. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I saw these other guys and you know, there's went like 10, 20 feet high or something. And then when mine happened, it felt like if you watch the intro that my face, just like you could see that I'm just melting. Yeah. It's I'm crazy. so I mean, scared. It's like, I've seen this clip so many times and I'm rewatching it like right now and just grinning. And it's so wild because also this version that we just pinned that Shane O'Neill posted where it's like cropped into a square. You can't really see like the scope of it, but it just like the whole frame just gets filled with fire and it's so epic. It's so scary. I can't, I can't believe you did this, man. This was crazy. Well, see, that's the thing. I didn't know I was going to do that. They tricked totally. me. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it, probably. I'm, I'm yeah. not that risky of a dude, you know? No. So I, if, if I saw what that was like before, I'd be like, no, thank you. You get somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's part of why Spike was, was such a great skate videographer and went on to be such an incredible filmmaker because he, uh, he's able to get really good stuff out of his, out of his performers and this – as you said, like if he had if he had showed you if he had been able to actually like explicitly demonstrate to you what the explosion would have looked like, it would have been very hard to get somebody to actually do it. You would have had to get like one of the jackass guys and the jackass guys can't like a lot of them can skate, but not like this. And so it's just it's it's awesome. That video fucking rules. That's so no crazy. Way. I just watched the video and it's like the first thing I thought was like it would be so cool if someone could collect that as an NFT well, and you know what? That That's what we're talking about right now. And here we are. That you, and just like that, what a beautiful transition. Um, Mike, will you tell us a little bit about, uh, I want to go back to um, the days like before the NFT boom, when you and your friends were first starting to think about the idea of skate collectibles. Can you talk to me about when you were like first coming up with the idea of trying to make some sort of skate collectible platform? Yeah, so it was about, I'd say, a year and a half, two years ago that we were, you know, during the whole pandemic, you know, the whole collector market just kind of went crazy in general, physical and NFT. But um, we, yeah, I was, I was opening seriously thousands of packs of Pokemon cards and like streaming it on Twitch and stuff. I was just so next level obsessed, especially because it just reminded me of my childhood, like, when I was a kid, I used to just sit there and open packs of basketball cards and baseball cards, or not necessarily baseball, but basketball and Pokemon, some football. But um, yeah, we were just uh, during the pandemic collecting so much stuff and then kind of just dawned on us. My friend uh, Mike Morasco, he's another owner of the company, and he's like, What if we did this for skating? But like, you know, like the game worn jersey cards, like to take moments of skateboarding history and put it like in a card and i was like oh that would be genius like, i would want to collect all those and i start thinking back to other moments in skating that i wish i could have collected like if there's eric costin moments or chad muska or something i'm like we got to do this it's it's so smart and then during all that the nft boom kind of happened and then nba top shot came out and they kind of showed how cool of a digital platform you can really make it and uh we ended up kind of just basing everything off that but still mixing the tangible asset with it because i think it's important for a lot of people that don't know how cool nfts can be that like for now let's let's really try to tie in some physical products and and 
get people excited of to understand how they could live together. And that kind yeah. of is just the whole reason for, yeah, that's, I think that is our, our best way of coming up with to mix both. Hey, it looks yeah, like those... P-Rod is here. Oh, what's up? Let's what's bring up, him up. P-Rod? Yeah, we got him. He's requested, uh, he's requested to come up. Ezra, can we, oh, I can improve it. My bad. I forgot that I can, I've got so much power. He's coming up. What's up, P-Rod? Trouble. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> we figure it out. That What's damn two off. It gets you every time. Yep, yep. You know, you don't use your password for years. You don't need it. And then all of a sudden, you need it. You, you can't remember what it is. Totally. <laughs> uh, Pirat, are you back in Are you back in L.A. at the, at the facility? Yep, yep. Back in L.A. Um, actually, I'm at home right now. But, yeah, back in L.A. We'll be skating the facility every day. Right on. Cool. I, yeah. You and I met uh, the other month in May. When I was there, when you and Gary shot around that day, yes, uh, yes, and yes, it was so thick to to tour it. Uh, for those who don't know, Pirod has this crazy indoor skate park um, outside of LA that is just like this Rob Deerdex fantasy factory level <laughs> insane. It's so fucking sick, man. But if people can go you. look at your Instagram and around and see some clips because it is one of the coolest places I've ever been. Thank it's, you. Thank it's you. the facility. Like if Kobe Bryant skated, that's the facility Kobe Bryant would have. That's just. Totally. It's, like dude, there's air conditioning. You know, for skateboarders, that was never a thing in warehouses. That was never a thing until P-Rod, until the P-Rod hey, put a AC in there. What do you when got you, that set to, 69 degrees or something? Yep, yep. When you're in the valley, man, it's it gets hot out here, man. We, we got to be able to skate at all times. So Of course. We need that. It's essential. Essential to have AC. Got to yeah, be able so to work. <laughs> but thank you, guys. Yeah, no, I'm super proud of the place. I'm so happy to be able to have a place like that and yeah like you mentioned rob Deerdick, like literally it was inspired that that was that's my version of the fantasy factory and you know thank god uh, the fantasy is reality absolutely it's so sick i love i love just the uh the basketball hoop with the gold chain net is just I, it's, it's so the most sick. satisfying experience of shooting <laughs> on basketball just the sound it makes when it goes through is so yeah. sick, so funny chain nets are the best um yeah, just like you said, it's the sound. Wait, but, I uh, uh, Michael ahead, asked me the other day, and I realized I didn't know who won the game of seven up between you and Gary. You won, right? I uh, definitely won. Yeah, right. for sure. Okay. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen Gary's jump shot, but dude, I know, I know Paul. Gary had a nice shot, and he started, he started warm. He started hot. Took me a second to warm up, but once I get going, I get going. Right, right. you can't be stopped. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, my game. <laughs> but that's like. I've thought a lot about this and it's say we play with a whole bunch of skateboarders and stuff like that, that basketball game, their, their muscle memory is insane. Like Sean Malto, he's got a good shot too. And, but these guys just don't miss once they get in the rhythm, it's the muscle memory that takes over and it's just game over. Once you lock in, it's time. Yeah. That's not really the case for me. Ultimately that's never, <laughs> and I never quite lock in. I never quite get to the never miss spot, but one day, <laughs> Yeah, um, man, just you got to keep going until that muscle memory, uh, it remembers. <laughs> it's a real thing. <laughs> I'm working on it. That's why it's called that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike, uh, so I wanted to talk about, uh, we were talking about the physical component, um, and I wanted to say, like, for people who are in the audience who 
come from the world of NFTs, but maybe never were into sports cards. They might not be familiar with the fact that like a big part of sports card culture for a long time was these cards that included some part of a physical uh, piece of like sports memorabilia. So a uh, Kobe Bryant cards that had a little cutout of a piece of a jersey that he wore for a certain game. Um, and then I know, in my opinion, one of the things that makes ABD so interesting is you guys replicating that system. So I, I think that why ABD can be so great is because it's for people who are into NFTs, but also people who are just into like general old school collectibles, because each um, token has the potential of you getting a physical item. Can you talk to me, Mike, a little bit about that component, just integrating like a physical component, the possibility of getting one? Uh, you're just saying like how to get it? Is that what you mean? Or Yeah. Yeah, how to get it and, and what piece you included for the first drop. And then I want to talk to P-Rod about the piece for his as well. Yeah, so the the very first drop was actually my part from that fully flared video we were talking about. And it was actually, I always kept, I kept a shirt from that moment of that, that, that explosion that we were talking about. And uh, we cut that shirt up and put it in the card. And... The way to get it is um, similar to NBA Top Shot, how you open up packs of uh, digital moments. Um, if you collect the legendary version of that moment, then you unlock that card for free and we'll just ship it to you. We'll just ship it to your house. And it comes like in really nice packaging with uh, it's like a sealed little card. It's almost like those PSA plaques. Have you seen those, how they're graded? Yep. It it comes in that whole thing. It has like really nice presentation and they're all signed and numbered. And uh, the number that you get on the card is uh, it matches the the NFT that you pulled out of the pack too. Right on. How many, um like how many legendary, like how many cards are going out for the first one? How many cards was it? Uh, the first drop was 150 um, uh, uh, legendary moments. So 150 cards. Amazing. Cool, cool. Um, well, that brings me to the uh, the drop that's going on right now, which is part of why we're doing this. So now ABD is conducting their second drop right now. Um, the first one was the video that we talked about a little bit earlier, the clip from Fully Flared. And then right now they're doing a drop with a part from uh, P-Rod. And so P-Rod, so could you talk to me a little bit about um, the trick and the, the, the shot that is used for the NFT? And then I also want to hear a little bit about the fit the physical item that you incorporated into it too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the video part uh, was called "What the Paul Part." I dropped that last year in about March, uh, when my when my uh, latest Nike Dunk collaboration came out. It was called "What the Paul," and it's basically a shoe that is like um, uh, amalgamation of all ten shoes that I've ever had with Nike, all mashed into one. Um, so it was a real special thing to me. So I wanted to drop a video part with it, and. Uh, so we took a pair of the shoes that I actually was skating in the video and we took um, the photo that I liked the best that I had was a photo of this nollie flip crook on this handrail that I that I did in the video part. And we got the shoes that I was wearing in the video part or in that picture, cut them up into, I don't know, two, three hundred pieces. And we put a little square, a little swatch that's going to come along with every physical card that someone wins and um, the cool part is like the shoe is different all over. So like each card has a different swatch to it. So like nobody's really going to have – very few people will have the same material. They'll be it's, So each card gets rarer and rarer because you might have only 
you know, five of them with elephant print or five of them with the like, um, uh, I can't remember what the, the butterfly print from the P rod three or whatever different prints there are. So, um, it, that's pretty cool in itself, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the, those shoes, um, are so well suited for this because of what you're saying, because of the like mm -hmm. Frankenstein nature of the, yeah, yeah. Perfectly said. Yeah, totally. Well, super well said. Um, yeah. And then we actually have a pair that was the first samples of the shoe that I ever received that I'm also putting up and raffling off. So whenever someone buys a pack, they get a certain amount of raffle tickets and they're automatically entered in the raffle. We're going to pick the raffle on the last day and pick the winner live and announce them who gets the actual sample version of the shoe. Of the, of the, what the, of the, what the dunks? Yeah. 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 Whoa. That's awesome. That's super yeah, sick. It, it's a one of one colorway, right, Paul? Yeah, it's it's one of one. Um, it was the original sample, and there's a few tweaks on the actual production model. There was uh, some different tweaks to it, but this one was like the first one where it was like some different materials. the the uh, the um, The prints weren't necessarily right. Some of the embroidering wasn't necessarily right, but it was just kind of a physical to see where we were at with it. So it's kind of cool that it's that's the only one that there is. So, yeah, so sure. somebody's gonna have the uh, the first try. Yeah, that's so sick. They're yeah, they're such. I love I love all the what the series. I feel like they're it's such a fun um, way to get to combine. Like I have a pair of the what the fours that they did a few years ago, which are all of the original fours from the like original release of the fours. The military the military blue, fire red, white cement, black cement combined. And I think that it's like such a fun for like a sneaker head for like culture. If you just like love collecting lots of shoes, it's a nice way to kind of collect sort of similar to what we're talking about with ABD, collect a little piece of everything instead of just having to pick one. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you had the one of one samples of that though. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. I wouldn't dare to imagine. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit. Me and Mike Mo talked about it a little bit the other day and I wanted to um, talk about, and this doesn't need to be anything that's actually like confirmed or ongoing, but just, some parts that you guys think down the line like that you would love to be able to at some point do as an abd collectible if there's any like parts from the history of skating that you think would be really sick for an abd collectible with a with a physical item as well Ooh, dude, the, i think the, op the opportunities are endless for abd um i see abd doing a lot of big things i mean i guess i don't think that's really much for me to speak on that's more of a mike mo thing to speak on that's his his baby, but I personally believe in ABD and think it's it's going to be it's the future of video parts. I think for yeah, skaters, you know, there's not much more I can say than that. That you know, Paul, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious. I, I I I see it, man. I see the vision, and I'm happy to be here. You know, like being part of the original experiment till we get people's minds wrapped around what exactly is going on here, until they understand. And, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a beautiful thing. So hopefully down the line, I can do another one too later, you know, trying for to sure. It, it, <laughs> it, it definitely, it definitely is just in general, the whole NFT space to me is just in the experimental phase as far as like trying to get everybody's minds wrapped around it. But yeah. what, what do you guys think? Like the percentage of anybody in the world that even owns an NFT at this point, is it like less than 1% or uh, yeah. yeah, it's gotta be. It's got to be less than one percent still. But that said, like I wonder, um, and maybe somebody like 
Erica or Ezra would know better. Like, I, I still feel pretty confident that it's under 1%, but I feel that the percentage of people in the world who have owned a sports card or a piece of sports memorabilia at some point, I do feel like has to be higher just because it's been now decades and decades and decades of it. Right, right, so right. For sure. That's why, like, that's why ABD is so appealing to me because I think that for anybody who has hesitation around NFTs, if they've only ever seen like the Board at Yacht Club or like PFP pictures, the idea of this as being like something that comes complementary as like a supplement to a piece of potentially a piece of sports memorabilia tied to skating. Um, I think it's just part of why like this, I, I view ABD as something that can really like onboard people into NFTs and digital collectibles because it's still ties to that like legacy of sports collectibles which is so yeah i just looked it up it's actually a four percent it doubled from last year for people who have owned an nft before so four percent of the world's population um americans sorry okay okay well but that is still a lot four percent is a lot honestly i hell yeah that's way higher than i thought i expected less yeah I did a, a little bit of deep dive. There's 28.6 million wallets that have traded an NFT last year, but we have to keep in mind that there's cold wallets and hot wallets. So that number is more likely to be around five to 10 million, which I just did the math, puts it at 0.1% of the world has owned an NFT. 0.1. Okay, so there's some growth opportunity in this space, huh? Got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's wild because it, it does also signify just how much easier it's gotten to buy an NFT. Because I feel like even in like early last year, like the onboarding process of creating a wallet, just it, it was a long onboarding process. Where now, like in that figure that Erica said, four percent. Like I imagine some of those are also people who have bought stuff like through Recur or through like VV or like other. I guess Vive. I don't know if it's technically NFTs. Those are digital collectibles. I can't remember if they're on a blockchain yet, but like. I do feel like just the the onboarding process of purchasing digital collectibles, Top Shot, for example, has become much easier than it once was, which that seems to demonstrate that like it's just it's more accessible than it was at the beginning of 2021. Yeah. I wonder what percentage of those people, like the since it doubled from two to four, I wonder how many of those are NBA Top Shot, just because like you said, the okay. how easy they made it. Yeah, I mean I feel like in the early days. The, the the majority of onboarding into NFTs was Top Shot. I feel like Top Shot's growth was so insane in those first few months, but then it definitely slowed down. Like I feel Top Shot has slowed down, so now I feel it's got to be other places more. But I would be curious to see. I don't know if Top Shot like discloses their metrics like that. I would be curious to see what what their numbers are like right now. Yeah, I feel like those platforms like Top Shot and like also one of who are making NFTs accessible through like credit card and debit card so you don't have to like have crypto to buy it has been making things a lot easier for people who find that like barrier really hard to yeah, enter. I think that's for sure a, a, a huge barrier that makes it pe- seem so complicated for people and you know it scares them off yeah oh, what's, so, what's so hard about uh downloading a metamask wallet and storing your uh recovery keys and then um <laughs> going to pancake swap and swapping it to bnb yeah <laughs> what's, and then what's, right. making sure you that. have it written down somewhere safe that you're going to never lose or lose in a fire or because once it's gone it's gone like yeah and explaining gas fees and the difference between weth and eth and like just everything oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. daunting at all that was that was sort of the last straw when i was first being onboarded into nfts and i was getting these offers and weth and i was like what is this 
WE people last <laughs> I was so pissed when I, when that was revealed to me. It's like, who's this Weath guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> it keeps hitting me up. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sometimes I think these, like, I think these mad geniuses behind the scenes just do it just, just for a laugh, just to watch everyone squirm. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> um, Mike Mo, we had talked a little bit about uh, just the all, and we've talked a little bit about it today already, but just like, the world of future possibilities you talked about that ideally um eventually it could be use abd could be a platform that helps to like actually release parts will you talk about sort of how you envision that down the line yeah i mean um i i think it kind of becomes i think we're gonna have to be selective with it of course and i think that's a big part of it is not just like you know every single skateboarder that has a video part to just release it but to do a whole campaign behind it and really hype up the fact that you can make i think a skateboarding part you can actually like because okay let's put it this way skateboarders film a video part for two to three years and they put their entire soul into it and then the filmers do as well and it's kind of like for the last paul how long do you think that that skateboard parts have not really been able to generate any money um since the beginning of time um think about it like even when they used to sell the 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 vhs copies or dvds i mean that would go to whatever company was producing it but the skater wouldn't get uh, any type of payment for that you know if if it's your sponsor you get paid from your sponsor but you don't get any type of royalty off of it so i think from the beginning of time and we tried it for a short window there on like I released a part on Apple back in 2010, and it was pretty successful for the time. But then quickly after that, you know, people just started putting their video parts out for free on websites. And then that kind of took the steam out of it and made you the bad guy for charging $3 for it, you know? Yeah, and and it's like as a pro skateboarder, you know how much effort that all took. Right. It, it, it's like it, – it makes sense to charge, but at the same time, it doesn't because, I mean, you're going to get it to more people if you don't charge for it. Right. And then ultimately you want visibility for people to see all the hard work you put in. So it kind of goes back and forth of like which route to take. So I think for us, like going forward, if somebody releases a new part with us, that the part will, it will be free it'll just be paired with a whole collectible series that you can optionally buy. So it's just like kind of using it as advertisement uh, for the collectibles and you don't have to do it. You're more than welcome to just watch the part and leave the site, go for it. But Mm -hmm. if you want to support more than welcome to, and I think that's probably the best mix of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like if you want to have piece of that actual parts memorabilia if it's a skater that you're such a big fan of that you're like wow like i get to have i don't know that exact board he was riding in that exact clip like that's pretty cool hey paul what do we joke about too like when when you film a clip or something everything i'm I'm saving everything from my next every trick (laughs) i ever film like you know, whatever, uh, whatever I had for lunch that day, I'm saving the, the bag, I'm, you know, <laughs> my socks, my underwear, my hat, my shirt. Oh my everything God. Everything must go. Wait, can I, I, w- I want your underwear from the Nolly for Krug. Boom. There you go. <laughs> Do you yep. have to like get a certain card in order to be entered into the raffle to get that? <laughs> 
we'll, we'll uh, have to figure that part out. Mike Mo might have that already mastermind out. I, I mean, I think what it would be is like, say, typically a video part has like, you know, 20 or 30 different moments in it. So it would be like, if you pull that moment from that clip, or sorry, if you pull that NFT from that moment, then you would get raffle tickets for whatever they have, like say that skateboard that they were skating or the shirt or whatever. Like, so it would just be geared toward, it It would be, yeah, it would be dialed into each individual moment for sure. Got it. And um, so we're going to be opening up questions to the audience soon. So if you do have a question, just request and we'll try to accommodate everyone. Um, but before that, I just want to ask you oh, guys. Yeah. Do you mind if I just hop in just with one point about just what they were talking about real quick? Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. No, no, you're totally good. Um, I was going to say just on the on the point about like selling the video part. I think also the major distinction here is that it's different from selling the video part and monetizing it in that way because it also is sort of like people are investing in these skaters. And so once you guys open up the marketplace, which that's something that will happen in the future, the idea of like it's the option to buy the NFT is an option. It's different from like buying the part to get the watch part because in a way you're also paying uh sort of like especially if it's down the line with like newer skaters who are releasing new footage the idea is in a way you're kind of investing in that skater similar to what we do with sports cards where like you'll buy an nba player's rookie card because you think this rookie might end up going on to be the greatest player in the league in five years and so like i feel like that's part of what makes it so fun is that you're not buying it like buying it for a service like to watch the video you're investing in the skater and in abd which like makes you get to kind of be part of the team in a way yeah for sure and i think uh the the more scarce it becomes too is is gonna help that part of it so like i think what we're gonna end up doing is heavily incentivized just burning as much as you can to be honest like to make it as rare as possible for all those moments yeah yeah, totally. But we're going to come up with oh. something that you'd like. If you burn, if you get the whole set and then burn it, <laughs> uh, you're going to get some signed boards from P-Rod, you know, things like that. I think mm-hmm. people would love that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's sick as hell. Um, okay, thank you, Erica. You can, uh, you can hop back in. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so what from what I know about the skate community is that you guys are very tight-knit and it's hard to gain your trust sometimes. Sometimes you guys are can be very skeptical. And I was just wondering, a lot of skaters might be skeptical about you guys entering the world of NFTs. Um, they're always, you know, on the lookout for people who are like wanting to sell out and stuff. And I was just wondering how you can plan to build their trust um, through this. <coughs> yeah, I think it's definitely, that's definitely been an obstacle. I mean, I won't mention any names, but like some people that, you know, Mike most told me about that he's talked to have been so concerned on how they're going to look, how the audience, skate audience is going to look at them or what, what it really is and just not understanding. And, you know, um, definitely in the skate world, you got to be aware of like what you're trying to sell people and, and whatnot. So it's, it's something hard to navigate. I, I think I, I'm sure Mike Mo has another answer as well, but I think personally the best way to gain their trust is to be the experiment yourself. Like that's why I'm happy to, Hey, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try it. If this works, Hey guys, not only just for the audience to provide them with value and something cool and collectible that they're happy with, but also 
the other skaters, the other pro skaters in the industry, like, Hey guys, like this might be a new way. Like, you know, it's, I don't know what people think. Like most skateboarders aren't, aren't making the big bucks. A lot of guys are living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, just scrounging by trying to keep sponsors and trying to keep the lights on and, you know, any way possible that these guys might be able to help further their career, um, you know, is, is something that, that would be really helpful for, for the skaters, for the industry. Um, so I just figured, Hey, I'll, I'll be the, I'm happy to be a Guinea pig. Yes. Thank And, and seriously, thank you, Paul. Cause that, you know, it's been a huge help to have you, uh, be a part of all this. And like you said, it, there was, it's hard to convince some people for sure. Some people are so hesitant and they don't understand it. Everybody thinks it's a scam, but I mean, technically any company could be a scam if the wrong person's running it. Right. So like I'm, that's a huge reason why I have been so outspokenly putting my face on this. Cause I feel like if ABD was just owned by like who owns it and it's kind of like a question mark. Yeah. 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 Then I don't think we can do what we've been doing with, with, with uh, our video parts. But the fact that I'm kind of putting myself out there on it, um, I think has a big part of why that it's actually working because I'm not trying to ruin anything for myself and I don't, <laughs> I don't want to bum anybody out or nothing like that. So, um, Absolutely. I, 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 yeah. yeah, I want to do having, it right. Having your face. And since you guys are so, you know, well known, it's like, if like Kobe Bryant, like was like doing top shot or something like that, you know? So it's really awesome. It just reminds me of like, cause I was just thinking about like back then, like when Thrasher t-shirts became like popular and like a lot of skaters were like, like they don't even know what skating is. And so like, I don't know, it's like, I, I just <laughs> was just thinking about that in terms of like NFTs and stuff, but yeah. yeah. No, also I think another interesting point is like, especially in the skate world, like, doing the nfts with the paired with the collectible is like a nice entry um for people who haven't gotten into nfts yet because you know there's different type of nfts with different utilities that could potentially you know go up in value that are treated like you know like like artwork right and so you know some people might think oh this person just trying to you know get a payday and whatever trying to false promise that it's going to become an investment for you but this is just like hey it's, it's the same thing as getting you know a baseball card or any other card it's just it's a collectible we're not promising anything crazy other than if you're a fan and you want to collect this moment and you want a chance to win a physical piece of that moment of skate history um that's what we're offering you know not, nothing nothing more nothing less you know for yeah, sure also- and yeah I was just going to say, I think something that makes it so appealing, like that has made it appealing to me is a parallel to art NFTs that like the idea with this is that eventually, uh, because as you said, like even by, even in the two thousands, like buying VHS tapes of certain parts, you weren't actually supporting the skater who's in the part, you're supporting the production studio. Mm-hmm. And so this is in a way like one of the first really direct yeah opportunities. yeah where it's like if there's a skater like if also what you guys have talked about about releasing parts down the line like if there's a new skater who i've been really into i can buy his nft buy their nft just because i want to support them and i know that that way i'm putting some money in their pocket and it's like 
similar to what we do with NFT artists, where you can buy their NFT, like partially it's out investments. There are people that are doing mm-hmm. it as investments, but then also right. part of it is just like wanting to support artists. And similarly, right. this is opening up a new avenue to support skaters. And I, I want to be able to support skaters. Yeah, no, that that's definitely um really cool. And it's like, yeah, like, I don't know what, what uh would you know in my mind at least i I, i'm looking at this what mike mo's doing here with abd collectibles and i'm like what is there not to love about it it's like you know i mean you know when i was a little kid i used to get posters of my favorite skater if their name was on a shoe i I wanted to buy it or whatever product their board anything you know it's just it's just another signature product you know yeah totally and I think and the most important is that it's by the community for the community. You know, like it's a it's thing that is created by skaters and uh-huh. it's for uplifting skaters. And so it's that's that's what makes it so wonderful. Yeah, it's the perfect audience to appreciate these types of things because like it it, it is this, the skating community who can appreciate like the switch flip and want to collect it and be part of it. And so you're bridging these two worlds together. And I think it's really awesome. And I think that you answered that question that I asked so well. And it's really obvious that everything you guys are doing is coming from a genuine place. And I hope that it can, everyone can see that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. We've been working so hard on this and, uh, you know, just to throw a little long-term goal out there just for fun is uh, since, you know, the name ABD means already been done, I always have this vision. It would be so cool to uh, just kind of like build, like Paul, you know, that Nolly Flip Crook that you did on that card? Mm-hmm. Like imagine if we could just like somewhere in a city, we could just recreate a perfect version of that rail. And it's just a perfect spot, you know, and you're allowed to skate it, but it's a perfect handrail. And it's like, the P-Rod Nollie yeah. Crook handrail or Series 2 or like – Yeah, Series um, 2 rail or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and you can actually like build spots of in these cities. moments in different cities and stuff. And they're just – it's just a one-off little spot, but it's somewhere for somebody to go film some tricks at and to go film – to tie this whole circle to go film in NBD. Never been Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that That would be actually amazing. I mean I think people have been trying to crack that code for a long time. Um, that'd be, that'd be awesome. The only spot I can think of that is kind of like that is Santa Monica courthouse. Oh yeah, for sure. Or dude, think about like, if you built a little mini Carlsbad somewhere and I've thought about this too, where you can like, if you stand on this little tile on the ground, you can activate like AR and then you can watch somebody do the trick on the spot through your phone. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, and then they would be skate parks, and you underline uh, the AR and park. Yeah, almost like a <laughs> what was that? What was that game? Uh, the Pokemon game, like how you go chase a Pokemon around, exactly. And put your phone it somewhere, and like, yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. Hey man, don't give away all your ideas now. Hey, you know what? These these ideas are so <laughs> hard to do that if somebody does it before us, then like, do it. <laughs> It'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, I like that. I mean, I, that's what I also think is great about this is like it's such the beginning, and you're just scratching the surface. Like, God only knows what this could evolve to five years from now, ten years from now. Like, who the hell knows where your imagination and creativity and technology could take this? Yeah, exactly. And it's just to me the the main goal too is just to always include and 
give back to the skateboard community, like inside mm-hmm. and out, whether it's the skaters filming the parts or the actual filmers filming the parts and build skate parks and stuff. Like that's what I want to do. I want it to be a mm-hmm. full ecosystem of not just like, oh, we're making NFTs and trying to make some money off them. It's like, no, we want to actually like build something for the entire community inside and out. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Marketplaces, everything. Like, it's cool. We've got a, um, we have somebody from the audience, F. Dot, uh, came up. Uh, if we can do a little question from the audience, F. Dot, what's going on? Hey, everybody. How's it going? F. Dot. Uh, love this space. Love uh, what you guys are doing with ABD. Or Thank you. AB, ABD. Already been done. ABD. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So it's cool to see um, the intersection of just like collectibles and sports cards and skateboarding. It's something I've been dreaming up for a long, long time and hoping someone would come in and do it right. seems like you guys are focused on all the, all the right things with like just the quality of seeing what you're putting out. So super happy to see and congrats, first of all. Um, Thank you. My question for you guys, uh, there's been a lot of overlaps between the street art world, the fine art world and collectibles lately. Um, I'm sure you can think of a few projects that blend those worlds together. And I was just curious if these cards or the things you're creating are mainly going to be photography of the skaters, like ongoing sort of just like moments, or if you had any uh, cool ideas for the future about collaborating with artists in the skate community, like uh, people who draw, paint, um, make murals, things like that. Um, or if it's, if it's just not part of, the you know current vision in terms of getting the skater paid i know is the is one of the primary things with these cards so i'm just curious what you think about artist collabs for abd i think at some point we can entertain that if we feel like it actually makes sense but you are right in the sense of like um like to me like the core like fundamental thing about skateboarding that i love are video parts right that's like to me, what you have to do to be like a top pro skateboarder. And I know how much work goes into all that for the filmer, skater, and everybody involved. That to me, that's like the main focus for now. But the number one thing I've always said when we're starting this company is we're going to be changing all the time. We're never going to stay still. We're always going to be navigating. So it's like if we see something cool, that's within the art, like if you can mix it together, then I would love to do it. But for now, it's just not in the vision, but we will always be adapting and changing and, and try to make whatever people re- would really love to have. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks for, for sharing on that. I know it's so much about those tricks and getting them on film and the style, like, I can't believe I'm speaking with you guys on this stage, you know, considering watching you guys, your parts, these parts that you're talking about fully flared. Um, and those, those moments are like super ingrained in a lot of our memories and they shouldn't be tampered with in a way. Right. Uh, it looks like, uh, someone from 137 PM just pinned up some of my skateboarding art. Thank you for putting that up there for a bit. Now you guys yeah, can see like, yeah, I did it. You knew you had to let the world know, you know? Okay. You, yeah. Okay. So that's what you do. That's what you do. You were setting me up. I was just it was a setup like, the whole time. No, I'm just no I, I literally yeah. set it up myself. He was like not going to even do it. So you're all uh, okay. Hey, I, I, I want to check it out. Like I said, I'm open-minded. We're going to adapt yeah. and change. All right. 
it's, <laughs> it's more just that we're both in the same world of skateboarding, art, collectibles, NFTs. And um, I don't have, we have, we have similar uh, inspirations, but different technical abilities, different um, resources. You know, the way you guys are doing what you're doing is super interesting to me because I make cards in a totally different way. Um, yeah, just excited to chat further. That's all. I want. I want to. I want to check it out. Uh, let's let's try to figure something out. I'll, I'll look and let's dive into it. Yeah, I've thought uh, making NFTs for the USA Nationals uh, skateboarding team is that the the right way to say it? The Olympic skateboarding team, and he's also um, designed for New York Knicks, Nike, Apple, et cetera, et cetera. Like, he's just an awesome person. Wow. That's, yeah. All right. We're working together. Oh, I'm chilling really hard, oh. but it's all about ABD today. But I just wanted to put that little thing out there. <laughs> You're amazing. Oh, wait, wait. oh, wait, you work Thank for you. Apple? Send, send me a DM. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make a collab that's NBD, you know? There we go. That's yes. what it is. That's when NBD comes out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Erica. If anyone else wants to ask a question, you know, it's not every day we get to talk to these legends. So request, if you want to ask, no question is a stupid question. If you're a skateboarder who doesn't know a lot about NFTs or if you're an NFTer who doesn't know a lot about skateboarding, it doesn't matter. We're all here to learn together. You know, the, I actually have a question. Um, and maybe this is something and more of like an idea for y'all um, is down the line once y'all are more established and you know, you, you're bringing in a ton of revenue and, and what have you. Um, have you considered t thinking about like the world of just um, like video games in terms of just like skating and what have you? Cause that's just such a cultural thing, at least for me, like growing up, um, you know, skateboard video games. Um, would y'all consider doing uh, some sort of like blockchain based like, you know, you own the assets, like you own these moments, like, or just, I, I don't know. There, I think there's just something there to it. Um, any thoughts on uh, blockchain-based uh, skating games? Um, I would think that, I haven't, I haven't put much thought into this at all, but, um, you know, just kind of freestyling this one. I would think the development just seems so hard to get a game right. It would be cool at some point to potentially try to partner with somebody like Skater XL or something. If you can somehow embed our ecosystem into theirs and make them work together. I think just from putting no thought into it, that seems probably like the easiest and best way to do it. Cause that's what they specialize at. And that's, this is what we specialize at. So to merge them together would, I think, make sense. Yeah, this is what I love about this space. I mean, just what blockchain is allowing people to do. I guess right now the only barrier is your creativity, right? Like, I think I think the technology, like, who knows where it can go? And I think it's, it's such so untapped at this point that, like, I I, I keep saying, it, but I can't wait to see what it's going to evolve to and what people are going to end up do doing with it. 
So yeah, it's going to keep changing so fast too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like like weekly. Yeah, I barely understand it at all, but like I believe in it. You know, I see it. I, I get it. There's there was recently an announcement from um, EA Games, the makers of Skate Three, which I played so much in my childhood. They're making Skate Four, and it's it's being worked on now. I could definitely see a future where, and we'll see if EA Games embraces NFTs. I could definitely see where um, AB, yes, ABD comes through and has like 200 limited, uh, a limited supply of uh, P-Rod skateboards. They're autographed virtually, and there's only 200 of them, and they're they're sold or even given to the Skate 4 players as a gift for holding this NFT, and and they get these digital 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 wearables or skatables i guess in these types of games that's that would be amazing yeah i feel like that could happen i mean exactly the same as fortnite you know it's like yep. they only everything's super limited it's they they have it for you know say it's the kylo ren skin they have it for three days and you're like damn it you know i don't even do i want that you're like it's only available for three days though like and it, it's gone forever yes i'll, I'll get it <laughs> <laughs> like and but when you see Kylo Ren run up on you from somebody else, like uh, in, uh, six months later, you're like, oh, he's got that. I think like something like that could eventually work with uh, with um, like if you want the P Rod outfit and all that stuff, like the the what the dunk shoes and all that stuff. It would, I think there's there's potential there at some point for sure. Yeah. And and as we're coming up on the hour, the last chance to request, if you guys have any questions, requests will bring you up. Um, it's it's so interesting. I remember seeing the the Nigel Houston till death uh, skate park. It's got 9.8 million views on Nike skateboarding. And just the intro of that where he literally, I mean, he was like sent to the hospital. It's a gnarly spill in the first 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Like, what, are there are there like future collab? No. I'm like digging for alpha here. Not really. Are there like future clubs planned where you're, you're looking to bring more skaters into the fold on this? Uh, yeah, I have his hospital bill. We're going to cut it up and put it into a card. No way. Oh my no, God. no. <laughs> That'd be a great idea though. For real. That's hilarious. That would be sick. Uh, I've definitely been talking to a lot of people and uh, the more, that this thing keeps getting out there, the more interest I'm starting to see people's opinions turn on it within the industry pretty quick. And, uh, that's why I was thanking Paul earlier. Cause Paul, you're a big reason for that. You know, it's like changing people's minds and, and, um, it, it's helping, but yeah, I've been talking to a lot of people, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. So, so people will have to follow, follow you, follow P rod, follow ABD, you know, to hear the scoop. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll be blabbing away about it. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, and ABD will too. And on discord too. I'm, I, I'm most active on discord. I respond to everybody on there. Nice. And just wanted to say again, the launch, um, for this, this, uh, drop is ending on Friday. So we only have two more days to buy. Oh, we actually changed it. Oh, you changed it. <laughs> yeah, we changed it. It was actually Paul's fault. Uh, yeah, sorry, my bad. Paul. It's okay. <laughs> what did you guys change it to? Uh, we changed it to to Monday. 
oh yeah paul had a last second little scheduling conflict yeah. so no nick t- it's the it's the cheering one so everyone has more time to buy it yeah. Yeah. there we go there exactly. we go yeah till monday t- yeah till monday and then that's when we're going to be raffling off and giving the shoes away that we mentioned earlier because uh right when the packs end it's going to end at 8 p.m on um pacific so right when it ends we're going to just raffle those things off and and you don't have to be like in the chat to enter it's just if like we can see everything on our back end so uh you'll just be automatically entered to win those shoes and then we'll just email them but yeah we pushed it back because of paul sorry (laughs) my bad i was being a diva (laughs) He just wants more people a chance to win the shoes, you know. That's right. That's right. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Amazing. Is is there anything else uh, from the speakers before we wrap? Everyone haven't had any more questions. We all good? No, I feel good. The only thing is just if people have any questions, um, want to learn more, uh, head to 137pm.com and read um, the article we wrote about it because I think that will answer any unanswered questions um, and have all the links and information you need. So um, definitely, if you want to learn more, uh, check out the article. Amazing. Yeah. And that pinned up top in the, in one of the pinned tweets up here towards the middle, you see all the dots, you can click on one of those and uh, go right to the article. Um, well, thank you guys so much for coming through and, and talking with us. It's real. I've enjoyed learning about your thought process going into it. You're really taking a, a thoughtful approach and Erod, you deciding to put your name out there, that's really special. You know, that that's really awesome that you're doing that and kind of setting the precedent for skateboarders. So thank you guys so much for coming up. Our uh, pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening. We've got about nine into this. Uh, you must have enjoyed it since you've stayed around this whole time. Be sure to follow Pirod, Mike Mo, ABD Collectibles to hear what they got going on. Scoop up the NFT if you're interested in this kind of thing. Get those, uh, the the word is digital, right? Physical and digital collectibles. So follow those, stay tuned, and thank you for listening. Um, if you haven't heard of 137 before, we do a lot of stuff in the, uh, we cover a lot of different verticals, the movers and shakers in sports, culture, music, video games, NFTs, the people that are on the come up. We really like giving roses and shouting people out while they're on the rise so that you can hear them before they, they get to the P-Rod status, you know what I'm saying, in terms of fame. <laughs> so be sure to follow 137, follow NFT 137 uh, for all your NFT news. And we also have, uh, this has been recorded at the podcast, uploaded to Spotify. We cover all the NFT stuff. It's called Web 37, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get those. Um, this is the podcast. So that that's all the call to actions I have. I, I appreciate everyone for listening and thank you guys for coming. It was such a great combo, you guys. I learned so much and had so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Good talk to you. Talk to you again soon. Peace. All right, y'all. Have a great one. Also, no POAP today. Sorry. No No POAP. POAP tomorrow. We got a space tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes. 2 p.m. Awesome. See you guys. Peace. Later, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out every single live Twitter space on our Twitter at 1.37 p.m.